man. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I was when do you want to talk about it? I know we missed some stuff that you were interested in last yeah. week. Yeah, Bruce Willis for some reason. Oh yeah, that's right. I was, I was watching a movie and we couldn't figure out if Bruce Willis was a good actor or not. Is he a good actor? He's famous. Uh, and he's in some movies that I like to watch, but is he a good actor? I mean, I think in the same vein that Keanu Reeves is a good actor, right? I mean, they're just kind of iconic. Yeah, that's like such he, a, it, Bruce Willis is really funny. I think he is a good actor. I mean, if you watch him in Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, he's pretty good. Yeah, I would. He's a good actor. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna. I'll put my stamp of approval on it. Do you think he's a better actor than Keanu Reeves? I don't know, because John Wick is a great movie. And it's it's so weird to put, like, to try to compare, like, John Wick performance to, like, There Will Be Blood or something like that, like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's He's got to run around and make puns. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, because they're... I think he's a good actor. You can, you can be in good movies, but not necessarily be a good actor, I guess. Yeah. Well, or or are they just good actors? They just don't have a lot of range. Like, they sort of are always... Bruce Willis is always Bruce Willis in movies. Yeah, see, I, I get in this debate all the time. I think that happens to every actor to a certain point, is they just become themselves. Once you get, like, that iconic, yeah, it's really hard to do anything other than be Tom Hanks or be Tom Cruise. Like, people, you're just so recognizable that to actually, like, give a performance that separates you from your persona is incredibly difficult. Even Daniel Day-Lewis, to a point, like, he's the the first one I would jump to, but it's like, it's Daniel Day-Lewis doing... I don't know. I take that back. He, I literally thought I yeah, was watching... Yeah, you threw out some heavy names there that I'm like, you're crazy if you're putting these but, dudes in the same... Daniel Day-Lewis is a great actor. Tom Hanks is incredible. Yeah, but he still plays Tom Hanks. No, I, com- I don't know that I agree with that. But okay, I don't. I haven't seen. I see no difference between him playing that boat captain and him playing Captain Sully, the guy who avoided birds. Okay, well, he's playing two very similar. Yeah, he does roles, that in a lot of movies. But he's but he's way different in uh, Saving Private Ryan, Captain. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I see what you're saying. Uh, but he's way different when he's on that island, Castaway. Kind of. He's just a captain who lost his boat. His plane went down. He wasn't a captain, though. Well, he wasn't in listen, that. Listen, Wilson would call... Wilson! Have, <laughs> Wilson! Would have called him captain. I don't yeah. know. I just think you, you get pigeonholed when I you think, become a big big name. Yeah, and right, so, right. I, so I actually think Denzel Washington uh, has that. He's, oh, my he, God. He's just the guy who yells all the time. Well, no, he's either the like the happy guy or the angry guy, and that's sort of the... Yeah, he just he just gives you a very confident, degrading speech once a movie. Yeah, and he's great. I he's love great him. He's great at it. Great. I he's, think he's awesome. Too, he's great at that one thing, but it, there's not a lot of difference there between his roles. No, no, and that's funny. Ethan Hawke was talking about how all actors are the same these days, and that he thinks Nicolas Cage is the only actor who's trying to challenge the field of acting. <laughs> he's like he's like he's an old school like troubadour actor, like who's just trying to give a performance that's. Something different. How so? Like, what? What does that mean? Uh, like, is it be, so? Because Nicolas Cage has become a little bit of a. He's a punchline. He's a punchline. Yeah. Right. And so Ethan Hawke was saying that he doesn't think that's an accurate. 
or I, I guess he's saying like every actor tries to go for naturalism now, where it's like I'm going to say this line in a very like there's a human being looking at me, whereas like Nick Cage he thinks is just going for something like that's different. That's like I don't know how else to explain it. He, this is he, so. There's an article here in this uh, from 2013. And it's Ethan Hawke says, quote, I'm kind of obsessed with Nick Cage, he admitted on Wednesday. He's the only actor since Marlon Brando that's actually done anything new with the art of acting. He's successfully taken us away from the obsession with naturalism into a kind of presentation-style acting that I imagine was popular with the old troubadours. Well, that's interesting, because you are trying to, you're trying to get it to seem like you're not acting. Right, you're, like you're watching something real play out before you, whereas like Nick Cage is like, no, this is a... A movie. He's performing. He's performing. Instead of acting. It's almost like... It's almost like... No, I don't know if like that's a good comparison, but like Marilyn Manson or something like that, right? Like where it's like a performance. Like there's so yeah. much like... Versus like, here's how well I play my instrument. You know? Sure. Yeah, there's, there's definitely bands that are... You know, Fish isn't like those guys are all masters of their instrument for sh- instrument for sure mm-hmm. but rob zombie uh, is probably more show right and so i think i don't know so I, I think now that being said there's you know you can be an old style troubadour actor if you want but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing no but that's true i i, I just saw nick cage in that movie mandy i think i told you about yeah that just came out he is a lunatic in it he's got a three-minute scene where he's just losing it's a single shot it's just him losing his mind in the bathroom <laughs> and so so good so is it is it good nicholas cage good or is it good movie good oh it's good nicholas cage good it's, so it's bad no it's not bad because it's but good but good it it's not even bad but good. It's just it's just great. This it's called dude is Mandy. Just Mandy. Oh my god! I've been uh, I just started. I'm about to finish. I got one episode left of that show, The Sinner. Oh! Did you watch that? I love that show. I hate it. Really? Why? It's terrible. That is. There's absolutely ludicrous. no coherent story whatsoever in what's not coherent what uh, are you? and frankly i finally understand why paul says bill <laughs> pullman's a terrible actor he's horrible i uh, okay um that's weird there's no rhyme or reason to anything why does he care so much about this girl you don't see the parallels of what the the physical damage that's happened to him in his life and why he wants to care for her because he sees like psychological damage that happened to him him, the same thing's happening to her that happened to him. It's a whole reason. What happened to him? That's what they're alluding to. You don't know, but you clearly, he's damaged. I mean, the reason. Well, I understand that he's damaged because he, he clearly has some demons, but it's like. Yeah. Uh, watch the last episode. Maybe that's where all the answers are. No, I mean, the whole thing is just posing questions on the effect that, like, abuse has to kids. To a I'm, I'm I must shocked have, right now. I must Honestly, have missed I the am, part about him being. Uh, I think his choices abused. in uh, partners, the, the the prostitute he visits, yeah. and like the sort of uh, masochistic right, behavior right, he right. has, yeah, is indicative of. And he says it in the last episode. He's just like, 
I was there. Let's well, all ruin the last episode. Well, I don't know. Now you're throwing shade at a show <laughs> I love. I got maybe I'll just spoil it for you. No, it's fine. It's already spoiled because you know the first episode I thought was really good, and then uh, after that I was like, hold up, what's happening here? Oh, I I love that show. And the uh, like, I just yeah, I don't know. I wasn't into it. Hmm. Or I'm not into it, but I'm sticking it out because it's only eight episodes. Right. And it's yeah. like, all right, that, why that, not? Wait, episode seven. You saw the party then, right? Uh, yeah. The the party where you the, the whole mystery kind of comes full circle a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that didn't that that whole the whole relationship with her and her sister knocked my socks off. I've never seen that on TV in such like an honest way. Like that was wild to me. Well, I think honest is a uh, funny choice of words there, but okay. Okay. I think it challenged so many like social norms of things that happen among siblings that people like never talk about. But it definitely has happened. Now see that's interesting because I don't know that as a social norm that happens among siblings. Okay. I mean, I've talked to just <laughs> it's so weird to talk about this without talking about I know about we can't it. talk I know so we really shouldn't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um uh but that's it and it, could be another interesting conversation because if you're if you don't know the show we just wasted the last like five minutes yeah either way uh, i don't know i like her i think that she's great uh what's her name Uh, jessica beale what about uh her husband and chris abbott yeah he's all right okay he's pretty hunky he's got a mark ruffalo thing kind of going on yeah 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 i get it I think that's probably, I probably stuck with it longer because of uh, Jessica Biel, and my wife probably stuck with it longer because of him. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I just, oh, I just let my kid watch Lord of the Rings for the first oh, time. Oh, nice. He was pretty pumped about that. I thought it was going to be too scary for him, but he was uh, he was into it. It's That's a long-ass movie. It's yeah. three hours long. It took him three different days to watch it all in one shot. So just the fellowship so far? Just that one, yeah, okay. yeah. Two was it? Two towers. Two towers is next, and then yeah. I was worried about him having nightmares and stuff because like orcs are pretty gross. Yeah, they're pretty gnarly looking, and it's like practical effects instead of CGI, so it's super believable. Yeah, yeah. No, he handled it well though. He nice. did all right. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. uh, he was pretty pumped to check that out. He's wanted to for a long time, and he really wants to see Pirates of the Caribbean, but I still won't let him watch that yet. <laughs> With Johnny Depp, <laughs> it's just too. There's just too much adult stuff in there you know yeah there's just a lot of corsets yeah corsets and ladies and drinking and alluding to certain things and swords and stabbing and all that that i'm like nah dude you're good your little mind is okay you don't need all this crap in it Mm. that being said lord of the rings just dumped a whole bunch of yeah it's pretty safe tame yeah 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 Yeah, it's just more scary stuff i was a huge fan of lord of the rings Oh, so good. Massive. Yeah, yeah. This will like, be... So now, I just bought them. I bought the three of them mm-hmm. in one shot because you get it cheaper that way. Right. And this will. This is probably the fourth time I've bought those movies in the course of my <laughs> life where I, I had the DVDs and I lost them and then I bought them again and then you... You know, you know I own them on iTunes. I own them on Amazon. <laughs> I've got them on Blu-ray. I've got them on DVD. Right. You right. bought the big, big box set. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with Star Wars. I own like eight versions of Star Wars. 
Yeah, because there is there is eight versions there of is. Star Wars. Did you see that story where it said 51% of the negative tweets about Star War, the new Star Wars were written by bots? Yeah. That's crazy. Bots? Like, that, like, Russian bots are, <laughs> you know, these Russian hacker bot things are not only influencing our election, they're also trying to tank Star Wars movies. Yeah, they're they're influencing our Rotten Tomatoes votes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what if they're, are they going to go on Yelp, too, and start tanking restaurant chains yeah. and stuff like that? Who said this about Papaginos? <laughs> right, yeah. Because I, I loved that. I've, I'm oh, a huge man. fan of these new yeah. Star Wars movies. They're finally, they've actually ruined the old ones for me. Because now when I go back and watch the old ones, I'm like, these movies suck. Yeah. They're terrible. They're, they are not good movies at all, but the childhood part of me still loves them. Mm-hmm. But when you watch them now, I'm like, this is so lame. Yeah. I, my my test of that is I tried to show it to my wife. She had never seen a single Star Wars movie, and we watched A New Hope, and she was just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I was like, just give it a chance. <laughs> Five minutes later, she was sound asleep. Yeah. And then she woke up. She's like, it's so boring. I was like, you just don't get it. We, every time there's a new Star Wars movie out, uh, my wife and I take my son and usually one of his friends to go see it in the theater. And almost every time she falls asleep. <laughs> and then she's like, "This movies, these movies are just so dumb. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah, they're great. They're just great. Like an, a, it's like Knights, Western, space opera. Like, I don't know. It's great. There's a whole bunch of stuff of going on in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the, you get to, that's one of the fun things, I guess, about having a kid is that you get to relive all this stuff. You get to experience all these things with them Mm. again, you know? So you get to watch all the Star Wars movies for the first time, or you get to listen to music, and, you know, you just think of all these bands like, oh, man, I can't wait for you to listen to Bob Marley. Yeah. You're going to love this guy, you know? For sure. So that's good, though. I mean, that means, like, Lord of the Rings held up, right, to a point? 100% holds up. For me, definitely. 100%. 100%. Been 18 years? Although, 99? What's 2000? his name is... Uh, Samwise? I mean, we don't have to... No, Samwise is cool. Uh, uh, What's the guy? The main dude? Uh, Frodo. Frodo. Who's... uh Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Every time that he says... Even my son picked up on it, though. He's like, Daddy, why does he say Gandalf like that? Gandalf! Everything is like <laughs> this slow motion. Gandalf! <laughs> dude, why, why did you... Put that in the movie. Yeah, talk about ultimate badass though, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, he's oh, good. Man, he's pretty strong in that. Yeah, Sean Bean's scene at the end there—that always gets me. He was—he uh, was cast perfectly in that oh because you don't even God. realize that that's maybe at the time I didn't know who Vigo Morgan, Mor, Mortensen, Vigo Mortensen, Mortensen was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, he's gotten to be a much more well-known actor. But he's perfect. In yeah, that. he's excellent. He just looks like he was. He makes it so believable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. For sure. My uh, son got smashed in the face this weekend with a uh, flashlight and had to get stitches right Oof. under his eye. How'd that pre- happen? Uh, he was over at one of our friend's house, and they have a young child, a, I don't know, two-year-old, three-year-old or something, mm-hmm. and the three-year-old was throwing stuff at him, and then one of those things ended up being, being a, a big flashlight, and it smashed him in the face. Ugh. Which is, that's kind of an awkward situation, because... Yeah. Like, there are friends, uh, and I'm mad yep. about it, uh, but at the same time, it's a child. Right. You know? It's like, at what point do you, is rough play? Yeah, that's dicey. That's dicey. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's an it's an awkward situation for any, sure. Any? Did you learn anything in terms of how to tread those waters? Or I, I don't think I'm treading them well. Oh, you're not doing well. No, uh, my wife is much more diplomatic than me, and she's a much nicer person, and uh, she is better at things. I'm sort of just I've essentially just tuned out of the whole thing, and I'm like, why don't you handle this? Because you're not going to handle it the way that I'm not going to handle it appropriately. It's going to make anybody happy. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Um, You've got that scorched. I could see it in your eyes right now. You've got that scorched earth look. Like, (laughs) forget this. I'm a little bit of a scorched earther. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, But it's you know I'm just I'm trying to be a better person about it and be like, hey, it happens. You know. Yep. This happens with kids. You know. Mm Um, but I felt really bad for him, and I'm 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 super protective of my kid, right? You know, it's your boy, and yeah, he's my guy. You know, and he he had to miss a soccer game. We were in the hospital till two in the morning. Oof, stitches. Yeah, and well, he was supposed to have three stitches. It's not really he was supposed to have three, and then they said where it is, you might as well just do. You could do the stitches, or you could just do the glue, the stitches, the liquid stitches. Okay, so we did that instead. Nice. Um, you but, want to hear a weird, weird thing? Sure. My grandfather invented the liquid stitch. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, he's got a patent in his name. Yeah, how's he? Uh, how's his retirement going? It actually went really poor. He made some very bad investments, but oh. that's... <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> how's that patent paying off? <laughs> yeah. Mm, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that, that's good, though. He's okay. Yeah, he's cool. He doesn't care. He's like, he thought it was awesome. Yeah, I saw that picture you posted of him on uh, Instagram. <laughs> he's getting stitches. He had this huge smile on his Big face. Smile. Like, he's like, I got stitches. Yeah, no, that's that's a little misleading. He was he was pretty upset because I mean it hurt, you know. And I think the, I think all the blood scared him. Uh, but he eventually calmed down and chilled out and was just like, mm-hmm. he had that thing. Uh, where what's it called when you you like fall in love with the person who saves your life? Oh, what's that called? I was gonna say Stockholm syndrome, but that's when you get kidnapped. You uh, fall in love with your kidnapper. Well, whatever that is. So I'm not saying that he fell in love with this doctor, but he couldn't stop talking about how nice the doctor was that gave him the stitches. He's like, yeah. oh, he was so nice, Dad. How nice was that guy? He was just so nice. I'm. I'm so happy that he took care of me. You know, you could just tell that he had that like, oh, man, see, this guy fixed me up. What a great guy. What he, a guy. Oh, gosh. How great was he, huh? That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. It's cute. It's sweet. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm... We move on. Yeah. Uh, What else? Oh, speaking of, I don't want to be a downer again because I, I tend to be, though. I'm a little bit. On the downside of things sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so I had another uh, friend of mine passed away. Ooh. Uh, just, uh, uh, well, I don't know, a week ago maybe, something like that. And uh, I hadn't seen him in, uh, I don't know, probably like 15 years. Right. So he's a friend that I, uh, a dude that I knew that I grew up with in New Jersey and I used to hang out with all the time. And uh, he passed away. It is so weird that when you find out that somebody died, even when you haven't seen them in 15, 20 years, something like that. And maybe even in the course of that 15 or 20 years, maybe something like 18 years or something, I've only messaged with them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, you know, some, like lives just go in different directions, right. you know, and ours went in different directions. 
you know, I moved to Connecticut and sort of deliberately got out of uh, the life I was living there mm-hmm. and, and came up here and, and tried to build a, a life for myself and did. And, and other people uh, were able to do that staying right in New Jersey. And then other people just had a, a harder road. You know, mm-hmm. he walked a much harder road uh, than I did in life. Yeah. And it uh, it's just so strange how when you find out somebody from back in the day died, you're like, man, it really hits you, you know, even yeah. when you haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah. And and that's the question is, like, how much do you reach out to? Because uh, when I left my hometown to move to New York, I, I left behind a good friend who was going down a pretty bad path, and I kind of had to just get myself out of this scenario. And... We didn't talk for a long time. I reached out a handful of times and like, you know, and then like it came to like, you know, my wedding and I'm like, do I invite this guy? I haven't talked to him in four years. And it's just, it's just weird. Like how you look back on those relationships and how you could have maintained them or, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's your takeaway? Do you try to stay in touch more or try to see them more well that's the interesting thing that's come of all this is that uh you know since then i've gotten in touch with a bunch of my friends that i haven't spoken to in a long time Mm. uh, which is good and it really makes you think of you know i don't know why we let the last 20 years slip by without being in touch you know yeah because we were all friends and i think you know i i like i said deliberately left that and i'm not i I don't know if I'm running from something or what it is that I'm leaving behind. I know some of it is life choices, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just, you know, you're getting in trouble and uh, drinking and doing drugs and I'm not going anywhere. I fa- failed out of school. Yeah. Um, and all I really wanted to do was hang out and get wasted. And I didn't really care about a job. I didn't really care about any of this stuff. I, then I was working for the post office for a little while, but I bounced around between jobs and stuff like that. And I just kept getting in. Not not in like legal trouble necessarily, but mm-hmm. obviously my life wasn't going the way it should have, mm-hmm. and it was a real drain on my family, and it was a real drain on me and any hope I had for doing something. And eventually, uh, you know, I my parents sort of got through to me and were like, "Hey, dude, you need to f- figure out something." Yeah, you know, and uh, so I I ended up moving to Connecticut and figuring it all out. Um, and then I don't, I don't know why it was so hard for me to just keep in touch. I'm not a good keep in toucher, you know, mm. or keep in toucher is weird, but I don't, I don't keep in touch well with people. You yeah. know, even my friends that I've made in Connecticut or that ESPN or something like that, I have a hard time keeping up with them and just, just send a note every once in a while. Like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? You want to grab a beer or something, you know? Um, yeah, it take, it takes effort. It really does. I mean, even, even to send, I mean, it's not much effort, like it's, that's kind of a catch twenty two, but like it takes it takes effort, but not a lot of effort. Yeah, it takes a mental effort to be like I'm gonna consciously think about this person. I'm gonna follow through and see how they're doing and have a conversation with them via email or text or phone. I like the random phone calls to like friends. Like if I go like a couple months without talking to some of my hometown buddies, yeah, I'll just like randomly call them on my drive home one day and we'll talk for like forty five minutes, and then that feels good, mm. but. That's interesting, though. Like that that whole idea of like, you kind of had like a Bukowski thing going when you were back home. It sounds like which oh hardcore. He's my favorite author. Yeah, which is like, on paper, and philosophically, it sounds enticing and it sounds like a way to live your life. But 
the reality of it is like not fun and not like as gratifying as as it is to read it in a book you know oh yeah i struggle with that all the time because i was obsessed with hunter s thompson but i just didn't want to and i was just like i could do that and i'm like no i don't know if i want to live my life like that no no you don't you Uh, know yeah 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 and it's yeah it's just so interesting that you know maybe it has something to do with turning 40 too uh, and a lot of my friends all still hang out together and they're all doing great. They're mm-hmm. all, you know, some of them have families. Um, some of them, you know, they're all working and, and whatever. And they, they were able to manage it all a lot better than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but there's, there's just this part of me, uh, that hasn't ever left there. Yeah. And I still, I've, I've I've said before on the podcast about sometimes I don't realize that I'm still homesick even after 20 years because I do miss I do miss New Jersey and I miss the shore and I miss all of the places that I go hang out and I do miss those guys and my friends but it was obviously the best move was for me to get out of there for anyway, sure you know yeah. um, but there's just a piece of your heart and soul that stays in that for me anyway has always stayed there and it's never left mm. um, and so it's been it's actually sort of. I don't know if cathartic is the right word, uh, but just just to even have a quick hour, you know, a a phone call with some of those guys, be like, hey, what's up? And, you know, catch up, see how life is going. And then maybe we'll figure out a time to hang out and and get a drink or something, you know, Uh, has been. Has been great. It feels good. Yeah. You know, and it's easing a lot of that. I don't know what it is, tension or, or stress or you know, something that was missing there is that that cup is being filled again. That's good. You know, which and, which feels really good. Yeah, because it, it always that that's definitely it. Is that that like whether you know it's a missing piece and something that's upsetting you, the fact that it feels so gratifying to revisit, you know, those friendships, you know, is that's meaningful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know over the over the last twenty years, a lot of uh, my old friends have died, mm-hmm. you know, and from ve- different causes. Um, a lot of them not. Mm, a lot of them were not necessarily traditional form of sickness, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's the the more that it keeps happening, and the more you see that pool of your own of your old friends shrinking, yeah, and the more of them that you're putting in the ground. It's like you just need to hold on to them, mm-hmm. the ones that are still there, you know, and the ones that are still doing it. You yeah, know? and especially the ones that need help. Like, you don't necessarily need to save them, but you can save some time and, you know, talk to people still. Yeah. You know, the thing is that life just doesn't come easy to some people, you know? No. that It just doesn't. It's just some people can walk through life and have a, a great day, and, you know, like, it's it's easy to make the right decisions or it's easy to make the right choice. But for some people, life just doesn't come easy. It's just hard, and it's always a struggle, you know. And yeah. I've always had a lot of empathy for that type of person. Mm. Um, and and unfortunately, this dude, he life did not come easy to him, and he did not make the right choices in life, you yeah. know. And he, uh, it's really it's sad uh, to see that because he did have he had a, some kids, and he had, uh, you know, he just had a whole world of trouble that he couldn't ever shake, and you know, to. To be able to build a good life for himself, it just felt like he would have had to dig himself out from under just a mountain of trouble. Of, yeah, of trouble. And just, it it seemed sort of 
insurmountable sometimes, mm. you know. And I don't know. I, again, I haven't even really kept in contact with them uh, all that much, you know. Just through social media, you know, some th- things and stuff like that. But and it did seem like he was trying to to straighten himself out and 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 build a life. And unfortunately, sometimes you just make the wrong choice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you make a series of wrong choices. And I think that there was probably a lot of hurt and pain uh, in his life, and and that he caused. I yeah. think he. I think he caused a lot of pain in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's hard to look back at that, you know, even just yeah. from the outside, look back and be like, damn, dude. Why? You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you gotta, gotta, it, it just doesn't come easy to some people. No. You know? Hmm. Do you have something cheery that you can end this on? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, um, we got a new uh, Pat Mahomes T-shirt. <laughs> we got a new T-shirt. Patrick uh, Mahomes actually, T-shirt selling well. That's good news. Yeah, Pat Mahomes T-shirt flying off the shelves. Get it while you can. Uh, Limited uh, edition coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Mahomes? Um, I think Dan got mad at me today when I said we shouldn't make fun of his voice. I don't know if he's caught that part of the show, but he was like, he was making fun of Patrick Mahomes' voice, and uh, I was like, I don't know if we should do that. It felt really mean to me, and yeah. he was like, oh. Okay, thanks for destroying the show. Yeah. So. Seton, we'll go to break. Okay, looks like it's uh, hour three. He actually, show's over. he actually just texted me a, uh, this is what it's like to work with Dan. He just texted me a uh, article that said, Patrick Mahomes says Andy Reid and teammates mock his voice to keep him grounded. Ooh. <laughs> so you know that Dan's still holding on to Oh, boy, that. you got to, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? Uh, All yeah. right. Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday. Looks like uh, if you if you're not necessarily a fan of me, or if you like when Dan uh, beats me up on air, yep. the next couple of days are going to be great for they you. They are going to be yours. If you think Seton needs to wash his face or wash his hair, <laughs> what, tune in. Yeah, right. If you want to call me all greasy and fat, it's going to be a good week. Oh, it's going to be good for you. Yeah, yeah. All uh, right, man. Uh, thanks for letting me get all that stuff off my chest. I appreciate sure. it. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you later. See you, buddy.